And Father, we agree together right now that you'll lock us in, give you our best and full attention. And it's caused by the power of the Holy Spirit, our minds to get tuned in and our hearts tuned in. And we're able to see and hear. Jesus said many times, those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, give us those eyes to see and ears to hear right now that we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon us to be able to get this. Because it's a little bit deeper tonight. But Lord, I pray that you'll help us. And Lord, as I, as I share on this, I pray, Lord, that there'll be a rhema faith produced as people are seeing things from uh, a new way. And it really ignites faith and expectancy in people. We thank you for it. Let your light shine forth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so as we take communion, I want us to do this tonight. Some of you, I feel, there's, there's been some areas that need to be deeply consecrated. Um, I want you to hear me real good. I, I prophesied at the beginning of the year, this is the year of the favor of the Lord for River of Life. And I, and I told you guys, I said this is the year of new jobs. It's the year of better jobs. Financial increase. Better vehicles, um, people being able to relocate, and also breakthroughs in healing and health. The first six months, tremendous shifting, tremendous. Several people, several, I mean most people, either got new jobs or financial increase. There was people that got new vehicles this year. There's people that are being able to relocate this year. It's been a tremendous breakthrough. It's, but it's been more economic. The next six months is going to be more in the area of healing. But those that still need financial breakthroughs, I'm telling you, God is on the move. Believe Him. Continue to praise Him for the victory in your life because it's happening. Okay? And it's important that you vocalize these prophetic words. So the rest of this year, I believe there's going to be tremendous healing. Okay, And God has, for whatever reason, chosen to do this in River of Life this particular way, which I'm going to share with you. Um, it's going to have a lot to do with communion. It just is. The Lord's Supper. He's chosen to do it that way. And it, it's different. It's unique. And it's really powerful. I'm excited. Many people are healed when they take communion. But the, the revelation that's coming about the Lord's Supper is so powerful. We're going to need it in these last days. Y'all please hear me. We're going to need this revelation. Well, there's so much depth about Passover in connection with Jesus' death and the cross and, and all these parallels. There's so much depth in all of it that we're going to spend a good part of eternity when we enter heaven seeing and perceiving things that we never saw. I mean, there's so much depth to it. Does that make sense? Revelation. Um, so I'm not going to get bogged down much right now, but I'm just going to say what I need to, but I'm going to get a little bit more deeper in, it, in the actual sermon tonight. But let me read this to you. In 1 Corinthians 5, it says this. It says, it is actually reported that there is immorality among you. And immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles. That someone has his father's wife. You have become arrogant and have not mourned instead. So that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. And he was saying that this immorality has got to go. You've got to get this person out of your midst. And he said, For I, on my part, though absent in the body, but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this, as though I were present. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I am with you in spirit, 
with the power of the Lord Jesus, I've decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord. Meaning that he, there would be like a curse come on his physical body and he would begin to come under serious sickness that probably would lead to death. But he was saying that that person through that process would be saved in the end. Isn't it better that somebody end up in heaven in the end than end up in hell, even though they have to suffer in the body? So that's what Paul was saying here. We love him enough to give him over so his flesh can be destroyed, but he's going to be saved in the end. Verse 6 says this. He said, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven, now please get this, just a little bit of leaven, yeast, will try to work its way through the whole batch of dough. You guys that watch classic TV, have you ever seen I Love Lucy? You ever seen the one where she, she didn't know what she was doing? And she got that dough and she put a whole bunch of yeast. Y'all seen that one? And it, you know, supposedly grew huge and out of the oven and everything. It was hilarious. But a little bit, you can take though, not like Lucy. I mean, she dumped a bunch. But you can take just a little bit of yeast. And you can have a huge batch of dough. And put just that little bit in there and work it through. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the whole batch. And what he's saying here is that you can have 200 holy consecrated people. But one person can, can their sin can try to infiltrate an entire group. Alright, but listen to this. And then he says to clean out. Now, now get this because this is a Passover revelation. Around Passover, the Jewish people, it's something that's outwardly ritualistic, but they go throughout their house around Passover time, and the women will go through and try to find any yeast that's anywhere in the house and sweep it up and throw it out. Okay, And it's just uh, an outward thing about purging the yeast out of your home and out of your life. Okay, But yeast represents sin. And he's saying here, clean out the old leaven, the old yeast, so that you may be a new lump. Just as you are in fact unleavened, you are without yeast because you're in Christ. Now listen to this, for Christ is our Passover. Also, he has been sacrificed. He is our Passover. He is the lamb. The Jewish people, you know, symbolically, prophetically, there was a shadow of things to come. They had that lamb there in the middle of their table. Their family gathered around. They ate that lamb. They took the blood and they painted it on their home. It was, it was Christ to us today. To them, they had a shadow of things to come. Anyway, it says, therefore, let us celebrate the feast. Now, this is talking to a Gentile Christian church. He said, let us celebrate the feast. That's Passover. But Passover is once a year. So throughout the rest of the year, he's saying that you're taking the Lord's Supper. And by doing so, the rest of the year, you're celebrating the feast throughout the whole year. And you're remembering the body and blood of the Lord. Now let me say this, there's been several people that over the last couple years, the last decade, has really gotten some deep revelation about the Lord's Supper. For example, Randy Clark, Rodney Howard Brown, John Kilpatrick, the people in Brownsville, Dick Rubin, some of you have heard him talk about this, Jensen Franklin, Perry Stone, those are just some off the top of my head. But there's been a real deep revelation about the Lord's Supper coming to the body of Christ because we're going to need it in these last days. You understand that? 
you're going to need to be under the blood in a very powerful way to be protected from things. And not only that, but the Bible shows us that the children of Israel came out of Egypt and it's a picture and type of the rapture because the people of God are being brought out of the world. But before they went out, they were celebrating Passover. So it is a preparation for the Lord's coming. Y'all seeing that? Okay. And he said that, Therefore let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And then he goes on to say, Don't associate with evil people. So, there's something deep and profound about what I'm about to tell you. A little bit of sin in your life can work its way through a lot, a lot of areas of your life. But if sin has the power to work its way through like yeast, how much more so does the power of the blood of Jesus have the power to work its way through and clean everything out? And here's what I sense, and I I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm going to really preach on this tonight in the sermon. But see, when the children of Israel celebrated Passover, the Lord's Supper Passover, then they came out of Egypt and they went through the water baptism of the Red Sea. Then they ended up at Mount Sinai where their leaders were up in that cloud having a feast in the presence of the Lord. That was Pentecost. Follow me. The deeper the Passover, the body and blood of the Lord is, is deeply purging and sanctifying us and consecrating us, the deeper that consecration goes, the higher people are going to be going up the mountain into the glory. That's what I feel the Lord is saying is right now in River of Life. And so what God's laid on my heart, and for those that hear this, that I'm not going to go deep on it even in the sermon tonight, but I preached a series called Going Deeper in Prayer, and I dealt with the Lord's Supper, and then I, I preached a series called The Priesthood of the Believer. And there was a sermon I did on the table of showbread where I went very deep in the Lord's Supper. So those interested in doing a deep study on it, go to those two sermon series. They're for free in our podcast and our our website. But it's going deeper in prayer in the priesthood of the believer. And I deal with these things. But let me say this. What God has put on my heart is this. There's nothing really supernatural or magical about a piece of bread and juice. I could gather up all the bread and juice we have, throw it in the dumpster out there, drive out to the local Walmart or Kroger, and I could get a totally different type of bread and juice and we could use that. It's not the bread and juice, but it is what it represents. The power of Jesus' body and blood is the ultimate power. It completely understand that Calvary completely, 100% defeated the devil. You understand that his blood defeated all sin. The whole sin of the world came on him. He paid for it. He conquered it. And his back was plowed open and he defeated sickness and disease. And as he hung on that cross and became a curse for us. There's so much depth in all this. I mean, when you look at Jesus, you understand when you take this. Did you know Adam and Eve would would pluck fruit off a tree, the tree of life, and they would eat of it in the garden? And it had such an effect on them that God had to drive them out of the garden so they couldn't eat anymore because they would have lived forever, you know. But they would eat of the tree of life. And you understand when you look at Calvary and you see Jesus on the cross, you, you see death. But you've got to understand that his death brought us life. And not just life 
in, in the respect of um, eternal life, of course that, but, but the life of his presence and his healing and what, what he paid for us to have in this life. I mean, the victory over the devil. And so when you're eating this, it's like what Adam and Eve lost is the tree. You're eating from the tree of life. Does that make sense? It was death to him, but it's the tree of life to us. And so, when we take this tonight, what I want you to see is this. That you can bury this down into the places of your life where there's been sin, there's been stubborn sin. And I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, that over the next six months, that there is going to be a very deep consecration with God. Are y'all hearing me? I'm saying this by the Spirit. I'm prophesying this as clear as I can. Those that are willing to go with God, there's going to be a very deep consecration in you. Places that you didn't know about, things that, that have been stubborn, stuff that's been there maybe your whole life, maybe even generational, but I'm telling you, Jesus paid for it at Calvary. And that's what this represents, His victory. You know, what do a lot of people do after a victory? They have a feast. So we celebrate the victory of Christ. And as we take this, we're burying this down into the areas of our life that need to be consecrated. And God is going to do a deep, incredible consecration. It's going to be so deep that I believe it's going to go down into people's, even their DNA makeup. It's going to go down into the places of the, the subconscious, things that are deep-seated, things that are almost habitual. And it's going to totally transform people. The appetite for sin that was there because of repetition sin of the past is going to be removed. God's going to give you new spiritual taste buds. And not only that, but as you bury this down into your life where there's been sickness, I'm telling you that it's going to die. I'm just telling you. Where there's been sickness and disease, it's going to die. It's just like I've used this example. When you take, if you had a piece of bread that had mold on it, and you could remove the bread away and leave the mold there. The mold doesn't have anything else to feed on now. It's going to die. And that's what's going to happen. The Lord is going to remove out of everybody anything that sickness has had to feed on, if you will. Attach itself to and be stubborn. It's going to be gone. It's going to dry up and die. And not only that, where the blood is applied over these next six months, there have been stubborn spirits that have attacked people. That, that have to do with spirits of infirmity. It's chronic. Different things have to do with death and sickness. And their power is going to be broken. And the demonic is going to be dislodged out. And that may be a little uncomfortable. But I'm telling you tonight. There, there's some people that I feel this in my spirit. That you've been on some missions trips. And that's why some of you have faced some of the stuff that you have. Because there's some things that from other countries that have tried to attack you and attach to you. But God's going to deliver you of it. Are y'all hearing me? I'm saying this by the Spirit. God's going to set you free. But, you, but it tried to attach itself and you went out there. Because it's spiritual warfare. You've got to be really prayed up and ready. Okay. Um, other people, there's things that have been generational. Other people, it's just from things you open the door to. But let me show you. It says, if anyone's sick among you, let him pr um, then he must pray. I'm sorry. If anyone among you is suffering, he must pray. If anyone's cheerful, he's just saying praise. If anyone is sick, then let him call upon the elders of the church that they may pray over him, anointing with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will save the sick. In other words, the word there is sozo. And the Lord will raise him up if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. So you see a connection with sin and sickness there. 
And in Galatians 3, 10 through 13, we know this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. But understand, all sickness, all oppression of the devil of any kind, any area of your life where Satan has had some kind of an influence and oppression, that is a curse under the law. And Christ redeemed us from that. So what I'm trying to say is, is, as I'm preaching this word, I'm believing God that it's going to cause faith in you. Not faith in me, but faith in what Jesus did in the cross. And that you understand, wait a second, this stuff that's been oppressive in my life is a curse under the law. And Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. This should not be abiding. He paid for my healing by taking stripes on his back. And as you bury this down into your life, God's going to consecrate any sin. And he's going to deliver you of things. He's going to heal you. And things are going to, going to begin to change dramatically. Y'all ready for that? So here's what I want to do tonight. Here in a moment, we're going to go ahead and, and just shut off recordings. But I want people to be doing this with great faith this year. This is, I'm telling you, this is significant what we're doing. Some of you have been frustrated about stubborn situations. But this is the year that those things are going to break loose for people that will believe. We possess the promises by faith. But Lord, we thank you right now as we take the Lord's Supper. We ask your forgiveness, Lord. Well, first off, let's forgive anyone right now. Just with me, Lord, we forgive anyone. Holy Spirit, bring any person to our minds we need to forgive. Because we won't be forgiven unless we do that. We forgive anyone and everyone that in any way has wronged us. And right now, we ask you to forgive us. Wash us. Corporately, we come as one body, unified in prayer right now. As we take the Lord's Supper. And Lord, if there's been any anything going on in our thought life things that's been looked at things that's been listened to things that's come out of our mouths any of our attitudes or our actions that haven't pleased you we ask you to forgive and wash us in your blood right now and the Bible says if we sincerely confess it you will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and Lord we ask forgiveness if there's been any pride or ungodly fear if there's been rebellion Lord, we, want, we don't want that filth. Wash us. And Lord, as we go through the Ten Commandments, if there's been any idolatry or anything that's too important in our lives, forgive us or wash us. We want to be holy. We don't want any idols or iniquity in us. Lord, anything that's come out of our mouths, if, we, if we've used your name in vain or we've hurt other people or gossiped or things have slipped out that shouldn't have, forgive us or wash us. We want, like Isaiah, that you touch the coal to our lips and change our, our mouths so that they please you and they're holy. Like David, we say, give us clean hands and pure hearts and let the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth please you. Forgive us, Lord, if there's any area of dishonoring of parents. We want to honor our parents. Whether it's biological or spiritual parents or whatever, we want to be honoring. Even as a ministry, we want to honor the fathers and mothers of the faith that have gone on before us. Forgive us, Lord, for any dishonesty. If there's been lying, if there's been stealing, there's been anything in the way of dishonesty, wash us in your blood and let us be holy and pure right now in Jesus' name. Cleanse us. Lord, forgive us if there's any area in our lives, Lord, where there's been... Um, 
lust and sexual sins. The Bible says if you look with lust, you commit adultery in the heart. But if there's any area where there's been lust of any kind, Lord, we ask you to wash us clean. Let us be holy. Let us be pure right now. Lord, any area of um, murder of the heart, which is hatred of other people. Jesus said if you hate others, you've already committed murder in the heart. We don't want to have any hate. We don't want to have bitterness, unforgiveness toward anybody. We don't, we don't want to have any of that stuff in our hearts toward people. We just want to love everybody and bless them and be Christ-like and be quick to forgive. So, Lord, wash us and give us the grace, Lord, to change. And the last one is this. If there's been any envying what other people have, looking at what other people own materialistically and saying, man, I wish I had that, and just being like a lusting after money or covetous, Lord, materialistic type people, we don't want to be that way. Wash us in your blood. Let us be holy and pure. So here's what I want you to do right now. Some of you, there's been stubborn areas of sin. And I want you to bury this down into those areas and believe. Jesus said he was pierced for our transgressions. That's rebellion. Transgression is rebellion. That's where you know something's wrong and you do it anyway. It's serious. But Jesus was pierced. And he says he was bruised for our iniquity. So if there's things in you like an iniquity drive toward things that's been stubborn and it's been frustrating and you feel like it's been there and you've repented and you prayed and you don't know why it's still stubborn, it's probably an iniquity drive, but the good news is Jesus paid for that too. And so when you put this, I want you to bury this down in any iniquity that's been in your life, any unclean place. And we're going to do this corporately. How many knows if we do, is two, two or three agree, it's going to be done, amen? And secondly, wherever there's been sickness of any kind. Some of you have been wanting to have children. You need to bury this down into your life and believe the Word of God because barrenness and unfruitfulness, the Bible says, is a curse under the law. And God will give people children. Amen? He will. I believe with everything in me. It's a gift of God. And God's going to break through and He's going to remove the hindrance and there's going to be pregnancies come. In Jesus' name, I believe. And bury this down in there. Wherever maybe there's been stubborn sickness... Whatever it is, and don't take it lightly. Don't say, well, I can just live with it. Don't do that. Jesus paid for a complete healing in us. So even if it's just an irritation, we're going to bury communion down into those places and watch all that stuff by faith just begin to wither and die in us and leave our lives in Jesus' name. So if there's been things like arthritis or there's been um, insulin and, and sugar issues or blood pressure issues, whatever it is, we're going to bury this down. Maybe it's vision or hearing or, or issues with the dental health or, or heart. But as we bury this down in there, Lord, we thank you for a deep consecration. Also, if there's been areas of demonic influence and torment, okay, if, if you feel like there's something that's been oppressing you, been oppressing your health, you feel like it's, it's a spirit, okay, or it's been oppressing your mind or your emotions, it's been causing you uh, maybe to have nightmares or it's been throughout the day this trying to cause torment in any way. Jesus paid for your victory. And we're laying hold of this. This is what the Bible says. Lay hold of it by faith. We're going to take it by faith. But Lord, we agree together right now that wherever things have come in, right now as a corporate body, we've confessed our sin. You are faithful to forgive us of that sin. 
That's the penalty. But you go a step farther, Lord, and you said you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's taking away the iniquity. That's removing out the, the tendency to keep doing it. You're going to take all that out. Any pollution, any defilement, anything that's tried to linger, we believe you that it's going to be removed right now as we take communion. And over the next six months, we're just going to keep going deeper in consecration. Even down into places like the unconscious, where things maybe go on in the nighttime while you're sleeping. Why is that going on? Well, we're bearing communion down into even the unconscious area. We thank you, Lord, right now as we take this, wherever there has been demonic or satanic influence of any kind, we believe for the body and blood of the Lord to go right now into those places and purge out and cleanse out any and all pollution in Jesus' name. It's a deep work God's doing. So Lord, whether it's something in our spirit, something in our soul, or something in our body, something that, that is relationship-based or financial, we're going to put the body and blood of the Lord there. And we believe right now that by your stripes we're healed. We believe right now that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And any influence of the enemy is a curse of the law. And we're, we're going to be redeemed from that. And it's going to be removed out of our lives. And the blessings given to Abraham come on us as Gentiles. So we take this right now with great faith in Jesus' name. Y'all ready? Just worship the Lord with me as you take it and release your faith. You're bearing it down into every area. There's change right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> 